What's up, guys? This is Cole Kenny G with the South Central Sports Podcast. And I want to take a minute and I want to say one thing. Just one thing. Grippos is the bomb. That's right. Grippos, the snack of the 12th region champions. We'd like to thank our good buddy, Chris Hazlett, the Grippos man, the local Grippos man. And uh, if, if you're going in the store and you want a snack... Go grab the Grippos. Chris Hazlett says, go all 12th region sports and athletes. Grippos, the snack of champions. All right, guys, welcome to episode 14. I am here with our co-host, it seems, that has been the next couple of weeks, is Tyler Sebo with Sebo Heating and Air. Tyler, how you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you, man? We're good, man. We are Kennyless again, and we're White Ravenless this week. So, you know, it's just me and you, buddy. <laughs> Got to hold down the fort, man. <laughs> hold, hold down the fort. Hold down. Go <laughs> rolling. Hey, uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and kick in into you know, our our games of the week this week. And we had a man. This week's been crazy with games. I mean, we have blowouts. We had you know offensive shootouts. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna start out with our highlight game of the week because, uh, you know, I had a chance to go down to to Stearns and watch McCurry Central play Wayne County. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, that drive down to Stearns was the most peaceful drive I've had in a long time. Really? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, driving down by the Daniel Boone Parkway, you know, the sun was shining bright, and I was like, man, I don't want to travel this road when it's like rainy and and you know ice maybe on the road, but like it was it was peaceful. Driving. <laughs> And, you know, just it was a straight shot going through Somerset, going to uh, Burnside. And, you know, that was it was one of the peaceful things. But I was interesting to see, like, I wanted to watch Wayne County. And, you know, they're number four on our um, our team rankings this week. And, you know, they were last week also. But, you know, they went down to McCurry Central and, and played McCurry Central. And, um, you know, you know, first thing, Tyler, and I said this before we went down there is, is you know, I even said it while we were there. Uh, the, uh, the Antoine Dunford, man, he, that kid can play. You know, he's the starting quarterback for Wayne County. Uh, you know, he's a special kind of player. And I think the first three possessions that they had uh, when the game started, you know, he was already in the end zone. Um, you know, and, and I know McCray Central, you know, they're, they're struggling a little bit. But, you know, just the way that Wayne County approached the game, you know, it they just seemed to just beginning, you know, Dumford was six for ten for passing. He had 149 yards with three touchdowns, seven rushes for 91 yards with two touchdowns. Um, you know, he probably could should be considered one of our studs of the week. You know, yeah, uh, contestants. But uh, man, just just his presence, you know, on the football field was was very known. Yeah, yeah, and I I didn't catch a lot of that game, but I got uh, I got a little bit of information from you, you know, just through text messages and stuff, but. Um, I, I've heard some good things about Wayne County, um, and the Dunford kid too. So, um, but I didn't get to watch, you know, much of it or, or even see it. Um, so I didn't have a whole lot on that game, but, um, I think, I think Wayne County kind of, you know, cemented their place at, at number four, uh, could be higher than that, you know, depending on how things, you know, shake up and, and finish out the rest of the season. So, um, and then Macquarie Central, they're, They'll be fine. They're in a uh, they're in a relatively even district, I think. Yeah. For the most part, in their cl- in their class and their district, um, I think pretty much that that district is just about anybody's that you know yeah. wants to, wants to come in and play with a little bit of heart and and wants to win the game. So um, I think both teams moving forward will be 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 in really good shape. Yeah, I, I know. Whenever I, I did an interview with them, and it was on the twelfth uh, region sports. Twitter page and uh, I mentioned to him in the second question. I don't know if a lot of people saw, but I mentioned to him about um, the hit that he made on the DBs, you know, late, late in that second quarter. And I'm gonna be honest, I, I missed the clip. Like I was sitting on the sideline right next to him, and I went to take the video clip, and I put my phone. Down. I was like, "Well, they're they're gonna score this in you know this trip. I'm going to the end zone." Well, as soon as I took my phone down, 
he gets a run. He breaks off for a thirty-yard run, and there's and there's two defensive defensive backs trying to trying to tackle him. He lowers his shoulder, and you can hear the pads. I mean, he just lowers his shoulder and just knocks both of them at least two yards away from him. He just runs in the end zone, and I'm like, my God, I missed the play. Like this play <laughs> is perfect for the spot. But you know, I joked with him after it a little bit after we got in recording with him. I said, I said, I wish I would have got that play on man. He said, Well, there's more to come when that comes. So. Uh, and you know the key i'm gonna talk a little bit about it i mean i know you know sometimes when you go to these games and and especially for me i like to i like to pay attention to like what their character is and and what they say and what they talk about you know his demeanor on the sideline you know when he was with his friends and with you know the coaches stuff is and he was very supportive like he you know some kids you think they're they're you know they'll sometimes they may say things that they don't you know, necessarily want a lot of people to hear. Um, but he was very energetic and he was very, you know, positive and, and it was always a yes, sir. And no, sir type of thing. And, and even with the parents, you know, that was able to stand behind the bench uh, of some of the players. Now he got to meet, he got to meet with his running back's dad for the first time, I believe. And, uh, you know, he, he started joking with him a little bit, but uh, man, just our area like has, has kids like that. And, and that's one of the things that we like to highlight. Uh, yeah. You know, and that's what I want to know about the Dumford uh, kid from Wayne County. And, you know, if, if anybody from Wayne County is listening to this, you guys got a good kid on your hands. And, and I can't wait to see what he's going to do in the near future. And I know basketball will be starting soon and I'll be seeing him on the basketball court. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that happens. But, uh, you know, the game started out, you know, with Wayne County, you know, getting cup, getting touchdowns early. They ended up going like 14 to nothing, you know. And then it keep going on and on. And, um you know, McCurry Central finally got on the board in the fourth quarter uh, when they changed their quarterbacks. Um, they ended up putting Kamari Giglio as the as the quarterback, and I think he was playing wide receiver a little while. Um, but he he broke for like a fifty-five to sixty-yard touchdown, you know, a second behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, but you know, Wayne County ends up playing Warren East next week, who's five and zero. They're led by their quarterback Dave Parsley who has 865 passing yards so far. So we'll find out and see, uh, you know, just how good Wayne County is going to be. Yep. Yep. That'll be a good, that'll be a true test for them. That's for sure. I, I was just, I was listening to something the other day about uh, Warren East. They were talking about how, how much improved they are. So that, that'll be a true test and we'll be able to, you know, put them on a, on a pole, both teams really, uh, which, you know, Warren East is not in our, our region, but um, it'll kind of give us an idea where Wayne County's at. Um, but Tyler, we're going to skip over to the Casey County and Adair County game now. You know, Casey County defeated Adair County twenty-two to twenty-one, and I, I'm going to tell you this: Casey County was down twenty-one to nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Coach Stonebreaker put on Twitter, I believe, late in the night, uh, that it was one of the biggest comebacks in Casey County history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Casey County now stands at four and one. <laughs> and, <laughs> four and one, and uh, you know. Uh, Lee talked about it on last week's episode. He mentioned that, you know, we're going to have to eat our words. Uh, and, you know, right now, <laughs> you know, Casey County's making us eat our words. Yep, eat a little crow, man. And it, it happens. I mean, we all do it. Um, but, no, I, I was uh, – personally, I was a little shocked that it was that close. Yeah. Um, when I seen Adair County play in a scrimmage uh, against Gary County, I was not impressed with them. But, you know, I don't know if there was kids out. Uh, you know, stuff like that. I don't know much about Adair County uh, other than when I, you know, when I seen them on the scrimmage there. But yeah. um, Casey County's going to be just fine. Uh, yeah. they, they got that Ethan Willoughby man, and he is just – he's a tank man. Uh, he's, he's Mr. Do-It-All. He can do it all. So, I, I, I have faith that they'll be just fine. Yeah, he was 14 for 24 for 152 passing yards with a touchdown. 29 rushes for 129 yards and two touchdowns. I, now, I, I'm interesting to see, you know, later on in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to, I'm going to go through and see how many actually rushing yards our quarterbacks, you know, in our area have been rushing. Cause you know, he has to be up there pretty close. If, if not one of the top rushers in our region. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit other stats at the game, you know, Gunnar Floyd had seven receptions for 94 yards and a touchdown, you know, Bo Patterson, one, uh, linebacker, I believe, sixteen total tackles with eight solo tackles. Yeah, you know, wow. 
I mentioned eight solo. I mentioned solo tackles for a reason, and it's you know solo tackles are very hard, you know, to yeah. um, to get, and so over half of your tackles are, are eight by yourself. You know, that's pretty impressive, and you know, I wanted to highlight Bo a little bit on that, but uh, you know, uh, Casey County they play Taylor County this coming week. They're Taylor County's three and two. You know, they're coming off a twenty-one to fourteen win versus Camelsville. I don't know much about Camelsville. Uh, but you know, you no know, build on their momentum, and you know, Casey County is four and one, looking to you know go five and one, and trying to keep their momentum going. It's going to be interesting to see if they can keep their momentum. All right, we're going to jump now to our Lincoln County and East Jessamine game, and um, as you guys will hear in the rest of this episode, uh, we have our stud of the week, as Kenny likes to say, the STUD of the week, uh, Sawyer Horton. Um, he was five for eleven, passing of eighty-one yards, with twenty-three rushes for one hundred fifteen yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, you know, Lincoln County defeated defeated East Jessamine forty-two to thirteen, and Tyler, this game wasn't close. Uh, you know, it looked like Lincoln County just dominated on both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah, we um, we had conversation last week, and we we uh, I think we all were in agreement that you know Lincoln County would get their first win, and uh, and it would be in Death Valley against the East Jessamine. Uh, what I was shocked with was the score. Um, I thought it would have been a little little closer. Uh, East Jessamine's had a lot of close games, I mean, yeah. um, throughout the season. So I didn't expect it to be, you know, a blowout, I guess is what I want to say. Um, yeah. But Lincoln County, uh, it, they're, they're starting to figure it out. They're starting to get the ball rolling. Uh, I think, you know, adjusting to a new coach, you know, a lot of those kids have played, you know, two years for Coach Crutchfield and they're having to switch, you know, to to Coach Jaggers. And it takes a little bit, you know, a little bit of time to, to really, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I know this just from, you know, being a coach in, in Little League and stuff like There's no better practice than playing against somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, you can play against your teammates in practice and, and do all the things in practice, but – Man, it, it's nothing like getting out on the field and, and playing because, you know, you're going to see different schemes and, and different things from different teams. So, um, <clears throat> I think they're really starting to figure it out. And uh, I, I, we got something brewing down there in Lincoln County over the next two, three years, man. We They're going to be a very, very impressive football team. Uh, if they hold it all together and uh, uh, they let, let Coach Jaggers do what he does, and uh, he's, he's going to have himself a, a very good football team. Yeah, let's give a shout out though to Lincoln County's defense. Like, looking yeah. at their stats, I like to look at it. You know, towards the end of the weekend and going to the beginning of the week, seven total sacks on the quarterback for uh, East Chessman. Uh, you know, and, and it looks like Zane Mullins and Hunter Hanley, I believe that is his mm-hmm. name. They were the leaders in their sack in the sack totals. I think they were had two and a half and one and a half. So. Uh, Man, <laughs> let's give a shout out to that defense right there. That defensive line, you know, they were just they were eating East Chessman all night long. Um, you know, some other stats: Seth Horton was four receptions for seventy-seven yards. Micah Phillips ran twenty rushes for one hundred ten yards with a touchdown. Um, um, East Chessman, and going over to East Chessman side, you know, Isaac Johnson, Tristan Kyler. I found out about this before we talk about you know Isaac stats. He's our leading receiver. And he also kicks their field goals. Oh wow! You know, I thought, I thought, I thought Colby Towns done that. He was five receptions for 119 yards with a touchdown. Um, you know, and of course, you know, Justin Heisel was nine for 18 passes yards and a touchdown. So you know, you know, East. We, we talked to Coach Marsh over at West Chessman, um, in the you know, you'll be able to hear this after this segment. Uh, we talked to him a little bit about the East West game that's coming on this Friday night and. You know, we're going to let everybody know right now that it's going to be our highlight game of the week um, coming up Friday night. But, uh, you know, he talked about how, you know, you know, East Jessen's been struggling a little bit. But, you know, it's going it's a district game, you know, for both teams. And, and um, you know, and Lincoln County's going to look to build on their win. They're going to they're gonna look to go down to Southwestern. Um, and they're going to look to see if they can stop the run from the Warriors. Yep. Yep. All right. Now we're going to jump to – Another game that uh, happened Friday night was the Danville Admirals played Atherton. Uh, Atherton ended up beating Danville twenty-one to forty-one. Um, you know, if I look at this game, I thought this game was close at half. Um, 
and and then you know the next thing I know, you know, the game ended up being a you know a twenty point win for Atherton. Uh, I don't know if you know much about what happened in the game, um, but you know from what I understand, it the game was close at halftime, right? Yeah, from what I understood, uh, from you know keeping up with Twitter and stuff, I, I it was close at halftime. I think it was like twenty one to fourteen. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, um, but. I don't know what happened, to be honest. I, I didn't really keep up with it um, after that. Um, I don't know if – I don't know. I just don't know what happened. I don't know if it's, Will it's, fell off for Damel, if there was injuries. I don't – you know, that, that that's something that I don't know. You know, I didn't I didn't see. So, um, but well, Damel's kind of reeling a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, you know, from the stat looks, you know, DeMar Brown had 25 rushes for 165 yards and three touchdowns, and that was their only three scores um, for the game. Uh, but, you know, Damble, they've been struggling a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're, you know, as Lee talked about last week, you know, they're, they were struggling to find their identity and, um, yeah. you know, who they are. And, and you know, it seems they got as high in our, pre, in our rankings as number five. And then, you know, then – the Boyle game hit, and then the Mercer County game hit, and then now the Atherton game hit. And then, you know, they just kind of trying to figure out their identity. But um, next week ain't going to be an easier test. They got to go to Bullet East to play, you know, Bullet East, who's 3-1. and one. Um, You know, and they're averaging 31 points a game. So, yeah. uh, you know, this is going to be a test for Danville to see if, they're, if they can bounce back or not. Yeah, I'm with Lee on that, though, man. That, you know, that that is a team that is uh, – it's just right there. Like, you know, we all know it, you know, uh, and they and they know it. And I hope I hope they listen to this podcast and know that we we see it, too, you know, um, and it just it's just got to get there. And I think there's just small things that, that can be repaired and fixed and and, and they'll be well on their way. Uh, they, they've got a very, very bright future uh, if they just hang in there. Yep, and they and they got a chance to compete there in two A. So um, you know, and yeah. as they'll, everybody knows, you know, L, the two A's top dog LCA. You know, they don't have Cutter Bowley, um, so you know everything looks that they might be up for grabs. Um, so you know, we'll see. Well, Tyler, we're going to jump to Somerset and Corbin. You know, Corbin ended up defeating Somerset forty-five to seven. Uh, you know, Corbin looks <laughs> Corbin looks like the team in 4A or the second team in 4A. Uh, you know, the stats weren't listed for Somerset in this game, so you know I can assure that that guy Bailey went off for over 300 yards, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> came on Thursday or Tuesday and ended up you know, scoring four touchdowns. Um, but, you know, <laughs> the, uh, Corbin's Corbin, you know. <laughs> and they're going to Somerset, you know. We knew it was going to be a, a hard task for Somerset, and, you know, Corbin's looking to compete for a state championship. Yeah, that's kind of like Danville playing Bull County. It's not really a measuring stick for those guys, you know. That that's kind of a, you know, it's it's a bad. It's kind of like you just hit a buzzsaw, you know, with both those teams, and you have to play them. Um, Corbin is a uh, is very very their de- their defense is what impresses me the most about them. Yeah, um, they they are fantastic. I mean, not just good, not just great. They are fantastic on defense. Um, and, um, but for Somerset, you know, they, they just gotta, they gotta let that one go, yeah. um, move yeah. on from it. You know, that's one of those burn the tape games, you know, kind of like Dave will have with Bull County. You just, you burn the tape, you move on and, uh, you don't let it, you don't let it drag on in your mind. You just, you just move on and, uh, go on to the next one and, you know, look forward to, to getting a win, you know, this week. Yeah. And, you know, come speaking of this week, you know, Somerset, you know, host Williamsburg, who's three and zero at the moment. You know, and I'm looking at them. You know, they're one of the top four teams in one A. Um, so, you know, this could be a game that Somerset can can bounce back and and get a win. And um, you know, and you know, it's it's up for grabs. It's like we talked about with Danville. You know, two A is, is up for grabs. You got you know Beachwood and Mayfield. Um, of course, they're always going to be, you know, top dogs. Yep. So speak in 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 that class and. You know, LCA, you know, they're without Cutter Bowley right now. Um, you know, who knows how long he's going to be out. But, you know, and they – Somerset has a chance to make a run if, you know, just depending on, um, you know, how the rest of the season goes. And it's like you said, it's a throwaway game, you know. Yeah. Corbin, and it's time to move on with it. All right. Well, now we're going to go to 
our next game, Tyler, is number two Southwestern ended up hosting Mercer County. Uh, Southwestern defeated Mercer County 35-13. to 13. Uh, the, Warrior, the Warriors just exposed Mercer County, it looked like. You know, they had 373 total rushing yards. And, and that's nothing – that's nothing, you know, different than, you know, a Coach Foley team. You know, he's always, you know, had his teams like this. You know, Tanner Wright had 17 rushes for 153 yards with two touchdowns. Christian Walden had nine rushes for 105 yards and one touchdown. Um, you know, Colin Burton was seven for 11. He threw for 92 yards with a touchdown. Uh, but, you know, Tyler looking at this stats, you know, Southwestern just – they really took the game over. It was their game to lose. Yeah, Southwestern's impressive too. They've been uh, they've been impressive all season, and uh, it's uh, for me, man. It's a tough game to go down there and play. Yeah. Uh, I don't care who goes in there to play. It's it's going to be a tough game. They're going to give you a tough game. Um, yeah, their their field, and I, I talk about this a lot, but you know, me and Kenny got to go down there a couple weeks ago, and um, you know that environment down there is something special, and I think. You know, a lot of people, you know, if you haven't been to a Southwestern game, even if you're not a fan, uh, you know, and go down and experience it. You know, that environment and that student section, um, you know, that's something to see. And you know, in, in Southwestern, you know, they end up they, – they, they play Lincoln County. They host Lincoln County this next week. And, uh, you know, we just talked about Lincoln County a little bit ago. Uh, you know, that's, that's good a game, I think, that, you know, Southwestern is probably going to – um, you know, take control over. Um, you know, Mercer County, we didn't speak much about Mercer County. You know, they didn't have their stats for the game put on KHSAA. Uh, but, you know, they they're, they host Cal this coming week, Friday night. And, um, you know, Christian Academy of Louisville, they're, they're the number one team in uh, class. I think they're 3A. Uh, yeah. Class 3A. So, um, you know, and top 10 in the state. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's going to be a tough test for Mercer County also. Yeah, it's a that's a buzzsaw. That's like what we're talking about. <laughs> you said a buzzsaw. Yeah, it's a buzzsaw. I think I think Christian Academy Louisville will beat LCA at the, last week. I think. Yeah. Or or week before, I can't remember. They beat them pretty handedly. I mean, it wasn't real close. Well, we're going to stay in Pulaski County, and we're going to talk about number three Pulaski. They ended up going to Richmond or Berea, sorry, and playing Madison Southern. Um, uh, you know, PC ended up defeating Madison Southern thirty-four to eight. You know, they bounce back from the Corbin loss that like we talked about a little bit ago. You know, that, you know, Corbin's a different – they're a different team. And, uh, you know, with PC bouncing back with a game like this, um, you know, it's pretty impressive. Um, you know, Bryson Duggar was 23 for 32 with 240 yards – 241 yards passing. Um, Chandler Godley just continues – I mean, he – is he not probably the one of the top best receivers in our state? Uh, I, I think he has to be, and I, honestly, I think uh, I think uh, Duggar might be one of the best quarterbacks. Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> same, but you know, because of, of Chandler, but you know, he just consistently, and he's been doing this for two years. Yeah, uh, just consistent, and maybe more than that, he's just been consistently putting up the numbers. You know, twelve receptions for 107 yards with two touchdowns. He he just consistently seems to be putting up over, you know, minimum receptions. With maximum yards, it seems like, um, you know, every game. Uh, so, you know, and Leighton Abbott, and there's also a defensive player who had 13 total tackles, like we mentioned earlier, Tyler. He, solo tackles, he had six. Uh, That's awesome. But, um, you know, I just I just tend to think that Chandler is one of our, you know, he has to be one of the top wide receivers in our area or in yeah. state pretty that much. Um, and I know he's an all-state receiver um, from last year, so – you know, he has to be up there in consideration. Um, but Pulaski County ends up playing Whitley County this next week is one and three. And, you know, I, from the look at their stats, I don't think that Pulaski County should have a problem. But, um, you know, this is football, high school football in the state of Kentucky. So we never know. It should, it should be cupcake week for Pulaski County, <laughs> but we, you just never know. Cup, cupcake week. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I, Kenny might not. Have, Kenny might have to use that when he comes back. <laughs> but, all right, we got. Uh, we're going to jump over to Boyle County. They played Bowling Green on Friday night, and um, Tyler. Let's just have to say, you know, this game started out with some social media beef. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, it, when I first got a glimpse of this, I was like, "Don't 
feed the monster. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> something, I think it was Bowling Green student section had posted um, a video of um, a couple of Boyle County or one Boyle County player, and I'm not going to mention them. You can find that for yourself, but um, on social media, and it ended up going viral. Um, and I think it just opened the dogs. Um, you know, <laughs> Boyle County ended up defeating Bowling Green 35 to 21. Um, Sage Dawson was 12 for 16 for 124 yards with two touchdowns. He had 14 rushes for 76 yards. Um, Avery Bodner's stats was 18 rushes for 125 yards and two touchdowns, three receptions for 25 yards. Um, you know, this game, Tyler, was just, you know, uh, you know, Boyle County just proving that they are the better team. Yeah, yeah and that um, – <clears throat> so – Something that I was impressed with during this game for Bull County was uh, Brock Driver running the football, man. Uh, they uh, they've kind of got a, a a package on on you know third down and short or fourth down. Uh, they used it probably three or four times in that game that I I have never noticed them using it. So I don't know if they've been using it in the past. Uh, I've never noticed it, uh, but geez, man. That kid just hits the hole, and he just – I mean, he was running over people. And I'm like, hey, hey. Sophomore. Yeah, I'm like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? Like, can we, he might need to run the ball a little bit, you know. Like, <laughs> I, know he, I know he's really good on defense, but, I mean, he might need to run the ball a little bit too, you know. He comes from uh, a football family, so, you know, he uh, – it's nothing new to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was really impressed with with Bull County. They were going, they went down there, and, and you know, it's a long drive to Bowling Green. Yeah, <laughs> um, and 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 going down there uh, and getting picking up a win um, was was very impressive. Um, it was a it was a close game throughout most of the game. Yeah, um, I will say that uh, uh, Tommy Zeesmer is a complete monster. Uh, I believe he was probably held on just about every play. Uh, they could probably could have called a hold on Bowling Green every play. Um, and they were blatant, man. I mean, you, you could yeah. sit there and watch his pads get twisted up around his head, you know. Um, but I was I was very impressed with them taking that long drive and going down there and getting a win. And like they always say, it don't matter if it's, you know, one point or 45 points, a win yeah. is a win. Um, and I'm sure Coach Haddix was, you know, uh, impressed too and, and was happy to get out of there with a win. Yeah, and, you know, Bowling Green, you know, they kept, Bowling Green came to Boyle last year and it was just a complete blowout. Um, you know, Boyle County ended up winning that game, you know, pretty easily. Um, but you know, going down to Bowling Green, they ended up – they were 4-0. Um, you know, they were coming off some good wins and, and you know, they were a good team and they, they rebuilt from last year. Um, so, you know, going down to Bowling Green and traveling that far was a good one, was a good win for the Rebels. And, you know, they're, they're now going to host North Harden next Friday night, which is led by their quarterback, Jaden Tharp, who has 549 passing yards with seven touchdowns. Um, you know, and North Harden's coming off a win, 40-14 to 14 win against John Harden. So, um, you know, and they stand at 3-2 and two right now. Uh, you know, this is going to be a, a game that, you know, Boyle's going to look to, to keep building on. And going into looking for their bye week before they play Catholic. Yep, yep. And I, I don't know much about North Harden, but I don't, I don't mean to overlook games, but that Catholic game is going to be better than anticipated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Tyler. Our last game, uh, our last Friday night was Ashland Blazer ended up coming to Nicholasville to play West Jessman. Um, you know, we had Coach. Um, Coach Marsh from West Jessman on, um, and you'll be able to hear him in the next segment. Uh, you know, he came on and talked a little bit about that game and, and, and a little bit about his coaching journey. Um, and, and, you know, we also talked about a little bit about it, the East game coming up Friday night. So, um, but that game was a shootout. <laughs> it was a 69. Ashley ended up defeating West Jessman 69 to 63. You know, and, and Jacob Jones, man, man, I don't know what to say about this kid. Um, you know, I, I know him personally a little bit, and I know I might talk too much about him, but um, you know something else that you know Coach Marsh mentioned on the on the interview. You know, Friday night Jacob Jones was leading the state in rushing, um, and that's something that I didn't realize. Um, but going back into it, Tyler, I went back and looked at the updates. He now leads the state; he's fourth in the state 
he he has right now as it stands. He's fourth in the state in rushing with 729 rushing yards. He averages 8.5 rushing yards per carry. So, um, yeah, that's something that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, and something that – question that, you know, somebody threw at me this week was, is, should he be considered for Mr. Football? I think so. I mean um, – <laughs> I mean, and you know, and that's the thing. Like, that's, that's the big misconception a lot of times, and that and it aggravates me about Mister Football. Like, yeah, you know, Mister Footballs usually come from from um, teams that went, you know, that are going to win a state championship, right? Yeah, you know, and, and I don't think it should be that way. Um, yeah. I think they should, you know, uh, realize the stats and and what teams these these kids have played, yeah, and and go by that too, and you know. Um, but you usually see, I guess what I want to say is less than stellar kids yeah. win Mr. Football. Um, and just because they've got the visual of, all right, well, we've seen if they went to a state championship game, they won or they, they lost in a state championship game or whatever. Um, it's just to me, I think he should be considered personally. Uh, I think it would be silly for him not to be considered. Uh, and also, I want to apologize to Ashland for calling them a basketball school because apparently <laughs> their football team's pretty good too. <laughs> they probably heard they probably listened to this podcast and said, "Well, I'm going to show Seabold's heating and air exactly <laughs> what kind of school we are." No, but uh, now to piggyback off what you said, you know, you know, Jacob's consistently putting up pat the the numbers, you know, crazy numbers. Uh, you know, 352 passing yards that he had, and he rushed 20 times for 287 yards. And and I've not played. I never played football, but <laughs> that's not easy. No matter what team you're playing, you know, no. consistently put those numbers up. That's not easy. And um, you know, he he's got to be one of the best quarterbacks in the area for sure. Um, but some also other stats from happened from Friday night. You know, his star receiver Dalton Carter was uh, 13 receptions for 278 yards with a touchdown. Golly. He also rushed it 10 yards, 55 yards. And his brother Brody Jones had seven receptions for seventy-one yards, and that's going to be a, that's going to be the next um, you know player to watch out for. He's only a freshman, um, but you know, uh, West plays East this coming week, and you know that is our highlight game of the week, and we're going to be there in Nicholsville covering that game, and um, you know, we're going to find out and see what the East-West showdown is like. Yeah, and uh, so it kind of sounded like we might have. Needed to make the entire West Jessman offense the thud of the week, the S-T-U-D of the week. Uh, <laughs> geez, oh, Pete, I didn't realize I didn't realize there was so many numbers like that. It, 278 yards receiving, if like you know, that's like video game stuff. Um, but guys, we are that it wraps up our main segment. Um, we have Coach Marsh from West Jessman Colts next. Our stud of the week, Sawyer Horton from the Lincoln County Patriots, coming up next. And Tyler, man, it's been fun on this segment, buddy. Yeah, it's been it's been great, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I was able to fill in and, and uh, uh, get some time on here with, with you. And uh, uh, hopefully, uh, Kenny and and Lee will be back next week, and and y'all can get things rolling again and uh, uh, move forward and all that good stuff. Yeah, Kenny's got to get back on next because I'm 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 not used to. Of leading this charge here, and I need to get back <laughs> in seat number two. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we thank you guys for listening to this segment, and stay tuned for our highlight player of the week and our coach Scott Marsh from West Jessman Colts. Brought to you by Seaboats Heating and Air, serving the South Central Kentucky in the 12th region since 2018. They're family-owned and operated right here in the heart of our 12th region. They offer service, system replacements, and preventative maintenance. You can give them a call at 859-304-3121 or 859-304-1555 for all your heating and air needs. All right, guys, welcome back. This is episode 14, and we are joined by the head coach of the West Jessman Colts, head football coach, Scott Marshall. Coach, how you doing, sir? Appreciate you guys having me. Hey, Coach, uh, talk to us a little bit about your uh, playing background. You know, where did you play at and, and a little bit about, you know, the background and history of you. Yeah, um, I'm originally from Ashland, so grew up, born and raised in Ashland. And, uh, 
my dad was the head coach there for, for a long time and mm -hmm. uh, had a really successful career there as a head coach. And, and um, uh, so I played there and then uh, played 93 through 96. I was a linebacker at, at Moorhead um, and uh, then kind of went on a, a coaching journey that, that went all over the place. I GA'd at Moorhead for two years after I graduated and um, then started coaching high school ball down in Florida mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, moved back to Kentucky for a couple of years. And, and then for 16 years, I was in Indiana before we moved back here uh, in 2020. So what's the, I was always wondering, what's the difference of, of the football in Indiana and Kentucky? Because I, I know there, there's, there's different variations of it, but what's the biggest difference between, you know, coaching Indiana and then Kentucky? Yeah, there's not a huge difference, to be honest with you. Um, it's very similar. I think, uh, we're, now I was in Indianapolis, you know, which, right. you know, is, um, you know, I, I, now I'd say this, here's what I'd say about the two States. Indianapolis football is really good. It's really strong. And I think yeah. that the, uh, I think the Colts have had such an impact on, uh, football in the Indianapolis metropolitan area, just their openness and their, um, just their generosity and the amount of money they put into high school football there is, is, is pretty amazing. Um, so Indianapolis football is really, really good, but you know, you get outside of Indy, you know, in Indiana and the rural areas in Kentucky, I would actually give a, you know, probably give a nod to Kentucky. I think you see a little bit better athletes, um, you know, outside of the cities in Kentucky than what you do in Indiana, top to bottom. Um, but but Indianapolis football is really, really strong. So I was fortunate to be in Indianapolis for 16 years and and gained a lot of great experience there. So is Indianapolis, are they still, are they classes too? Yes. Yeah. Six classes, just like it is here in Kentucky. Very similar. You know, the biggest difference is um, you see, um, Indi you know, in Indiana's got some, and then really the Indianapolis metropolitan area has got some of the biggest high schools in the country. And, yeah. you know, there's, there's the big schools in Indiana are going to be, um, you know, a couple at the top are over 5,000, you know, but you're going to get a, wow. a pretty common <laughs> enrollment of 3,500 plus. Well, coach, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your coaching philosophy, you know, what, you know, something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago on a couple of episodes, we got Coach East on from Mercer County, and he discussed mm -hmm. about um, some of his, you know, things that he teaches to his kids is faith, family, and fundamentals. And, uh, right. you know, that, that stood out to us a little bit. So, like, something about you, like, Sevens, what do you want the kids that you teach? Like, what do you want them to value? You know, that's a great question. I think the biggest thing for me is 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 to be a teacher. You know, you mm -hmm. know I mean, that's really – um, you know, that's the number one thing I want. I, I want our kids to, to walk away from our program as lifelong learners and lovers of football. You, you know, yeah. I, I want them to I want them to walk out of here having feel like they were taught, um, you know, you know, taught the game, you know, and, and, and really that's what I kind of try to preach with our staff and always have is just, you know, when these kids get out of school and they come to practice, it's, it's just like another academic period, you know, and, and we just want to be teaching the game to them. Um, and, and so I've always kind of thought that that was really important, uh, you know, from a coaching standpoint is, is to, um, you know, I'm not a guy that really focuses a whole lot. I don't talk a whole lot about wins and losses and things like that. You know, I mean, we just try to, you know, we try, I, I try to be, be a teacher, you know, and, right. and, and cause that's what I love. And I, and I try to incorporate that in our staff as much as we can. And, and, you know, I think if kids are leaving here and we're preparing them, if they want to go play in college and we're preparing them, you know, to walk onto a college field with a, a solid foundation that can help them get on the field early and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and their fathers raising kids of their own that want to play the game or, or they want to jump into coaching, you know, in the youth level or, or wherever they can. And that's always real been really, really important to me is, is just kind of instilling that lifelong, you know, love of the game and understanding of the game. Yeah. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit about a couple of the players that you have. And, you know, First off, let's talk about, you know, a kid like Jacob Jones. I, I got the opportunity to coach him in middle school uh, and basketball. I was, I was a part of the West and East, uh, you know, the, the battles between back and forth. The rivalry, you know, yeah. Rivalries yeah. and all that. So, I know, <laughs> I know exactly what it's like. But, you know, yeah. seeing Jacob grow up, talk a little bit about what it's like coaching a kid like that because I know we went to watch you guys play Southwestern a couple weeks ago and his, he just completely changed from, you know, his physical standpoint to, you know, his, his strength, his agility, all that. Like I just seen a complete change and talk, talk a little bit about what it's like coaching a kid like Jacob. It's, it's been a blast, you know, because he's, he's as good a player as he is. He's even a better young man, you know, and, yes. and, yeah. um, and I can't, you know, I can't say enough about his family and, and, 
Um, yeah. You know, the way that Pookie and Leslie have raised, uh, have raised their sons to just be outstanding kids. And, you know, the fun part with Jacob is that, you know, he's, he is, uh, you know, he's, he's only played, you know, tackle football yeah. for, for five years. You know, this is just his fifth year. Since and school, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so he's not a, you know, J- Jacob's not a kid that, you know, he's, he started for me for three years. He's been my, my only quarterback I've ever had here at West. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he, you know, he's, he wasn't a ready-made product, you know, when we stuck him in there the first game of his sophomore year. So he's, he's developed and he's developed mentally and he, he loves the mental part of the game. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, I, the, the story I like to tell about Jacob is, you know, right now he's, he's uh, leading the state in rushing yes. and uh, went over a thousand yards Friday night and his sophomore year, I couldn't get him to run the ball for anything, you know? Um, wow. So, so he's a young man that is, he's, he's grown into this, you know, and, and, uh, and it's been the growth in him from his sophomore to his junior year was exponential. And then from his junior to his senior year, it's just been off the charts. And, um, and he still has, um, a lot of development left in him. You know, that's the thing is he is not by any stretch a finished product. And, and I'm tickled for him. He got his first division one offer from Eastern on Friday. And, um, you you know, I, I just think that, um, he's got, a lot of great football ahead of him because he's just going to keep on developing and keep on developing. Uh, talk a little bit about the Ashland game Friday night because I I, I had to go to Wayne County and McCurry Central game and I was I was I keep getting updates about this game and everything that I keep talking about or other co-hosts about is is you know your guys's offense you know your offense is clicking like you guys seem to put up points a lot. Talk a little bit about what the game plan was coming into that game and then how that game ended. Well, you know, it's, it it was one of those games that's, that's the second one in my career that I've been in like that. Um, I I was fortunate enough to win one back in 2013 with a final score of 83 to 78. Wow. Um, And and I'll be honest with you, they're not much fun. You you know, they're they're, they're just not much fun. And, And sometimes, you know, a game gets going so fast that, um, you know, the, the, the tempo and the pace of the game kind of just gets away from everybody, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's kind of how Friday night was a little bit as well. And, um, you, you know, it was, it was going to kind of come down to whoever made a couple of winning plays in the fourth quarter. And, and, you know, it, it's a credit to them because they made them and, and we didn't, you know, um, but, you know, but we, we feel like, you know, we can, you know, we feel like we can move the ball and score against, you know, just about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still, you know, we're still very much a work in progress on defense, you know, just trying to, um, it, it's a really an experienced group and, and trying to get those kids in the right spots and, and, uh, and, and help them out as much as we can. And, um, you know, sometimes, like I said, when those games get going so fast, it doesn't help anybody's defense. You know, <laughs> it, it kind of just, it, uh, it's like being in a Indy 500 race car and, <laughs> and you're taking that corner and, and there's nothing you can do about it, you know? Um, yeah, so it, it was, coordinators were really, really struggling there a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely and, and and those games are uh they're fun for the fans but on the sidelines uh they're pretty much miserable you know well you know the east west game is coming up and i'll let everybody know this is going to be our highlight game of the week uh and you guys are traveling over to east Chessman to play this weekend talk a little bit about your you know your approach to this game and how you're going to approach it for the next couple of days of practice yeah you know it's it's this one is is always i think an interesting one for us and, and for for east as well because you know, obviously it is a big rivalry and, and these kids all know each other so, mm-hmm. so well, um, you know, but at the same time, it's also the, the first district game, you know, as right. well. And, and so you, you have to make sure as a coach that you're not getting, you know, you know, ate up in the emotional part of it, you, you know, because you don't want, you, you know, you don't want to get caught up in that and lose sight of what's important, which is, yeah, you want to beat your rival, but more importantly, you want to go one and zero in the district. You know exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you know because this is the first step to the playoffs, and and everything that's happened up until this point is, uh, you know, quite frankly, is is academic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so we, you know, we 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 really try hard to, um, you know, walk that line. You know, listen, it w- it would be naive to say that we treat it like just another game, and it's just the first district game. You know, you know that's that's you can't do that with kids, you know, kids, kids are smarter than that. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. You know, so you, so you have to walk that line between uh, the emotion of playing your, your rival and, 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 and allowing the kids to enjoy that, you know, 
Um, you know, because for a lot of kids, this is, you know, th- th- this is going to be as big as it gets for some kids, you know, and, and uh, you know, so, so you want to let them enjoy that piece of it because they're going to remember these games and talk about these games for the rest of their lives. But at the same time, you can't get overwhelmed by it either, you know, and lose track right. of, of trying to go out to practice and, and get better and, and put yourself in, in good shape for the playoffs. Coach, man, we'll, we're going to let you go here a little bit. We, but, uh, you know, I, just one thing one thing I wanted to say to you real quick is, is you know, being a part of that West Jessman mm-hmm. uh, family, you know, I've heard nothing but good things about you and, you know, the way that you approach yourself and, and the way the kids just respond to you. Wish you good luck for the rest of the year, okay? Well, thanks. I really appreciate that. They've been great to me here and, uh, you know, I could, couldn't be happier yet. Thank you. <laughs> Make sure you keep Dean in line there. Keep Dean in line that, a little bit. <laughs> that, that'd take me and a whole army. <laughs> all right coach man, we, we appreciate you coming on and again this next week or this coming week is going to be our highlight game of the week when east Jessman takes on west Jessman. coach appreciate you buddy thank you for coming on okay Jim. thanks man take care All right, guys, welcome back to episode 14. We're here with Sawyer Horton, the stud of the week quarterback for the Lincoln County Patriots. Sawyer, how you doing, sir? Good, how are you? We're doing pretty good, man. You are now our stud of the week. Something I wanted to talk about, man, is, you know, why football for you? I mean, talk a little bit about your playing background and, you know, what it was like playing football growing up. I mean, football was one of the main sports that I played growing up, and it, it means a lot to me. My older brother didn't really play it, but he played it his last season. And when just going to them games and just playing on the sidelines, whatever he was playing up there with in high school, and just watching all them play, it just made me love the sport and just want to play it. Who, who's your older brother? Noah. Noah's your okay. Noah's your brother. Okay, so Seth is your younger brother, right? Yes. Okay. So do you go? Do you play any other sport? I play baseball. You play baseball, okay? So you just baseball, football strictly? Yeah. Does that does any of your brothers play any other sport? Yeah, Noah played baseball. Noah played baseball. Okay, so you know I know you for the past couple of years you guys had uh, you know some significant coaching changes. I know last year you played for Coach Crutchfield, who ended up moving on to Garrett County. You know, talk to us talk to us a little bit about what it's like playing for Coach Jaggers there in his first year. It's totally different from playing with with what we did with Coach Crutchfield. <laughs> yeah. Coach Jaggers is an amazing guy, and he's honestly a good coach, too. He's put in a lot of work into this team yeah. and just coming over here. And it's changing everything. Just We've been working hard, and we finally getting to where we need to get to. Got our first win, finally, against East Chessman. Yeah, you guys got a tough one coming up on Friday night against Southwestern. But, uh, you know, what outside of football, what's, what's something that you – you know, you like doing besides football. And I know a couple of weeks ago we had Chandler Godby on from Pulaski County, and you know, he's got his own YouTube channel, you know, on the side that they like to do. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about something that's, you know, outside of football whenever it's time to just you know, relax and loosen up a little bit. What do you like to do? I like to get on the – probably Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege and play with some of my friends and just Rocket League and a bunch of other video games and just play okay. with my friends on there. Okay, so you're okay. I was about to ask you, a video gamer. I, I figured that's what you might end up being. But, uh, you know, it, question I asked you the other night, and, and I'm going to put this part in the podcast. So, for people who haven't listened, Thawyer recorded this episode with us last night. And when, when I decided to go on and, and put it on the episode, our anchor app just completely demolished the whole episode. So, I had to do this late night segment with Sawyer. But, I asked this question to him last night, and I asked him, Sawyer, what was your – if you had to choose somebody from your offensive line and your defensive line to be a trainer in your UFC fight, who would it be? And you decided that you were going to choose who, Sawyer? Zane Mullins. Zane Mullins, why? Because he's one of the biggest guys on our team. Probably <laughs> lifts the most. And How much he bench? How much does he bench? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like 315 maybe. Somewhere in there. Are you close? Not 315. <laughs> what, what's your bench then? 15, 220. 
215. Okay. Okay. I've, I've heard that your faith is pretty big for you. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, you know, you're a strong believer in Christ. So talk to a little bit about what it's like, you know, what your faith means to you and, and how it plays a role in your football journey. I mean, it means a lot to me. I mean, I wouldn't be able to play if it wasn't for the ability that's got, that God's given me. Yeah. And just that, let me go all the way up through there and not really get injured at all. I haven't really had much. I really have a bad injury at all. I haven't broke nothing or anything. So, so you never had an injury at all. Your whole football playing career, not a bad, not a real bad one. All right, what's your favorite food? It better uh, not be Guadalajara for Mason because everybody chooses Guadalajara and Stanford. No, I eat that way too much. I'm, I'm too, <laughs> I'm too used, I'm too used to it. I like to go to Cheddar's. Cheddar's, okay, okay, that's something new. I've never. I figured it'd be something like McDonald's or Dairy Queen or something like that. Them are good too. All right, so you said you got a younger brother, Seth, right? Sir. All right, so you got. Do you guys have any uh, like challenges you guys decide to make before a game like that, or any kind of bets? Sometimes we'll have a challenge to see, like whoever does the best, then the other one's got to buy his dinner or something like that. Wow, who who win? Who's winning so far? I've won most of them. You won most of them. Okay, that's the way to go. Uh, you're just now listening to our stud of the week, Sawyer Horton, the quarterback for the Lincoln County Patriots. And you know, Sawyer, I know you guys are playing Southwestern this coming Friday night. You now, talk to us a little bit about what the uh, you know the game plan is for you, especially coming into this game. I don't think offense is going to change that much, but. On defense, we're mainly going to focus on probably the run because that's what we struggle with a lot is just the run. All right, man. Well, buddy, I appreciate you coming on here for the last couple segments, and you guys are listening to the 12th Region Sports Podcast. Thanks, Sawyer. Thank you. White Raven Media is a proud sponsor of the South Central Sports Podcast and all 12th Region Sports. Last year, I was blessed and honored to work with some amazing talent, but that was only the beginning. Now, it's time to put the focus on you. I want your stories of success, your stories of failure, and most importantly, the hard work recognized for the sacrifices that you guys have made to get to where you're at. Just DM me on Facebook, IG, or Twitter if you want to get your hard work the recognition it deserves. On Facebook and Instagram, you can find me at, at the White Raven Media, and on Twitter, it's just at White Raven Media. Thank you so much, and let's get your story the focus it deserves. Thank you, and God bless. Yeah. <laughs>